Hello, I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where joining me tonight for Diz Dad's podcast number 588 for July 29th, 2018 are Terry Hawkins. Heidi Ho, neighbors. Nate, the nemesis, Trent. Hello, humans. Ah! Ah! And our very own 2319, Michaela Ritmaster. 2319! Hello, people of the interwebs. So, Ah. (laughs) tonight, (laughs) we're going to continue round one of the 2018 version of the My Walt Disney World Tournament. This time, taking on the Michaela region. As we explained the last couple of weeks, we divided up these regions based on the draft that was conducted now about a month ago. And this region, the top seed in the region, was selected by Michaela. So the region will bear her name throughout. Um, Now, before we get into this round of the tournament, I do need to thank our podcast sponsor, Mouse Master Travel an authorized Disney vacation planner. Let a Mouse Master agent take care of the stressful parts of vacation planning so that you can focus on having fun. You can check them out at mousemastertravel.com. All right, uh, so this evening we will be working our way through uh, what is the third of the initial rounds, uh, eight matchups in each of these initial rounds, and... um, Just to remind everybody the way this works, we'll toss out a matchup. I will toss things to one person to get their uh, vote and to let them sort of make an argument for their vote. And then I'll see whether anybody really wants to argue with them about it. Uh, If there's no argument, we'll go ahead and let the initial uh, contestant advance. If there is, we'll hear some argument about it. We'll hear some discussion and then ultimately turn things over to a vote. Um, I'm the moderator. I may participate in some discussion, but I will only vote to make or break a tie. And if there are ties, then those will end up being resolved by our listeners. So, uh, everybody on board, any questions before we get rolling? You're going down, Trent. (laughs) Oh, that's guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) all right all right so we're going to get things going then with uh, our first matchup and this is the 116 matchup with uh to be fair a somewhat unconventional top seed in this region uh nominated by michaela michaela put in the top slot jedi training trials of the temple in hollywood studios facing off against another bit of Hollywood Studios entertainment, the Citizens of Hollywood. Now, since it's Michaela's region and she nominated Jedi Training, I will toss this to Michaela to, you know, tell me who ought to win from this matchup and why. Okay. I think that Jedi Training Academy should win because the parents get to see their kids perform in a spectacular Disney little production that they put on and the kids get to have fun and learn how to fight against the dark side. So I think it's a win-win for both parties. All right. So Jedi training argument from Michaela, um, gentlemen, anybody want to make an argument for citizens of Hollywood against Jedi training Academy? As much as I want to, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I I will. Okay, okay, let's hear it then. <laughs> you know, the citizens of Hollywood have, have been there well since opening, right? And they're fantastic. It's a fantastic part of the um, whole park experience to take in. Not enough people do, but the difference between the Jedi training canopy and the citizens of Hollywood is that everybody can participate with citizens. You know, it it is interactive. Uh, you can get involved. You can step in. They're fantastic with uh, with um, rolling like that with with people that come up. Uh, Jedi training. My issues with Jedi training are: it's the mad scramble to sign people up. Then it's a packed area. Um, Though I did have an interesting vote from my daughter for it. She voted for <laughs> for Jedi training for the sole purpose that when that's going on, it's a lot faster to get on Star Tours. Okay. So she voted for it for the siphon factor it has from nearby Star Tours. All right. So, yeah. so, so Terry's made an argument for Citizens of Hollywood. Now, before he made that argument, Nate, you said you didn't have an argument to make uh, against Michaela's pick. Uh, has Terry swayed you at all, or are you still going to side with your nemesis here? <laughs> I'm going to side with my nemesis because I have never. Uh, I'm one of the people that Terry just mentioned that never stops to look at them <laughs> or watch them <laughs> perform. Wise so, choice. <laughs> and I have watched my kid do the Jedi training academy. Right. And so. you know, here's the thing. I, I I hear what Terry's saying about how everybody can do, you know, be involved with Citizens of Hollywood. I, I gotta say that I think that Jedi training probably engages more people a day than the Citizens of Hollywood do. Um it's maybe closer than I would think initially as I stopped to pause, but you know, the the sheer volume of, of kids that cycle through there. I mean, they do so many shows a day. Um, you know, when Hollywood Studios is open later, they're doing a good eight, nine, 10 shows a day. It's crazy. So, yeah, but, it, but it, but it's very localized. It's, it's that area. It, and it's, sure. but, it's, but, it's fantastic but, for that area, but the citizens are, they add to the atmosphere of the entire. See, but that's park. just it. Once upon a time they did, but that's not the, the modern citizens of Hollywood. I mean, the, the citizens because of, of votes like this, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I get it. I enjoy the citizens of Hollywood a lot, and and I know um, that they do have a history of being all over Hollywood Studios, but they haven't really been anywhere other than that stretch of of uh, what is it, um, uh, Sunset Boulevard, right, just off the side there, just off the main drag. Um, they they haven't been doing much well, of anything anywhere else I've seen in them. a long time. I've seen I've seen them the whole from the entryway out through uh they stop before they get to the lake um on the left hand side when you come in but they'll they'll go down i've seen them down almost as far as the tower of terror um, sure and they don't go down that far because because crowd issues but right, they'll right. they'll be just just entry side of tower of terror all along there um and it, it's part of the my my greatest concern is you know, if people aren't stopping and taking it in, 
it's not long until all of those people get cut for budget. And it is a fantastic atmospherical ad. See, we'll, and, and we'll I, would make say, up words. I, I would say that they're not in that much danger because they do serve a function. There's a reason that they're located where they are in the park and, and it'll be all the more important for them to continue to play that role with Toy Story Land opening and once Galaxy's Edge opens, right? Because they attract some attention from people and sort of, you know, stop the flow for a bit. That's their job. Their job is to stop people from moving on. Um, and I think we're going to need them that much more. So if you think about it, I mean, for example, when, when, um, well, when Pandora opened, right, they added more entertainment folks who just hang out in front of Pandora. And there's that drum circle that goes on interminably. Um, Citizens of Hollywood is a much better <laughs> live entertainment. I mean, when, when there were issues, when they were adding the third or when they were, um, yeah, when they were adding the third theater at, uh, at Soren, right? We got extra performances from Mulch, Sweat, and Shears. So, I mean, I, I think that that the so, extra. So you're act- saying that they 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 perform a very vital and crucial role for the park, right? Which means that they're not going to go away. But by the same token, that means they're legitimately in this field. The, they belong the, in the top sixty-four. They're not just a minor attraction, though. They're 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 a vital, important role. Of course for- they are. <laughs> of course they are. I'm, I'm trying everything against but, the but, but you're not going to get me. You're not going to get me to make a tie here because ultimately, <laughs> Michaela and Nate are right. Jedi training is a much bigger part of the experience of Hollywood Studios, especially right now, um, and they'll continue to be. I mean, uh, you know, when Galaxy's Edge is drawing extra Star Wars fans to the park, you're going to be thrilled that Jedi training is still doing its thing outside of Galaxy's Edge um, and drawing people, you know, over to that area of the park. Um, so, you know, bottom line is, and, and Jedi training isn't perfect. It's got its flaws too. Um, I, I feel like they've bled some of the fun and humor out of the show. Um, you know, they've taken away the sort of punny dad humor of it, but even at that, it's a solid show. The kids have a great time. I mean, we, we made extra visits to Hollywood studios when half of the park was closed because we had to go back and do Jedi training again. And that, that's the reason that that was the reason we had to go back to the park. So I I think it's no question that Jedi training needed to advance and Hey, it did without my intervention. Curse you, Michaela and your little Jedi too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Uh, now we're going to move on to what is to me a really intriguing eight, nine matchup because it involves a couple of, really sort of activities uh, in the Magic Kingdom and not things that people might normally think of as Magic Kingdom attractions, but still very much sort of integral parts of the Magic Kingdom experience if you let them be. We have the eight seed, which is the Magic Kingdom flag retreat ceremony, and it's matched up with the number nine seed, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. One obviously been around a lot longer than the other, um, but one also more interactive than the other. So, Nate, we've got an eight nine in the Magic Kingdom. Who should advance? Just personal preference would be the the uh, flag retreat. As uh, I, every time I've had the opportunity, I've stopped and watched it. And it, it 
you know, it's a very patriotic thing. And usually a, a service member gets honored that day to, and they get to keep that flag apparently. And uh, it's pretty awesome to watch Sorcerer's Magic Kingdom. I've never really gotten into that. Neither had my kids and, it's just noise pollution to me sometimes. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so uh, you know, Nate goes for the the sentimental choice, the the flag retreat, the traditional choice. Anybody want to make an argument for sorcerers? Hi. <laughs> Playing the nemesis role, Michaela. All right. So I understand how the flag ceremony is very patriotic and very sentimental, but I came to Disney World to play around, not to watch a ceremony of flags. I mean, my little brother and I, I find Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom sentimental to me because me and my little brother would go around all of the park looking for the next place to play our card or have our next uh, thing to be played. And it was one time when I would actually get along with my brother at that point in time. And so I think Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is fun for all of the family. All right. So Terry, you heard Michaela make the, the family pitch versus Nate's sentimental flag retreat. So come on, Mr. Canadian, what's it going to be? <laughs> um, I, like Michaela, I understand the, um, you know, the honor and the respect and that of the flag retreat. But uh, as an international visitor, it's cool to see doesn't mean to the international visitors the the same thing. Um, so it, it's a very nice thing to see, but Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is awesome and involves everybody. And uh, anytime you can get your, your family members getting along together, it's uh, that's a good thing. So Sorcerers for me. All right. Well, you know, I, I considered making a tie in this case because uh, I think Nate did make a, a pretty reasonable argument, but, uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about it until M Michaela mentioned the fact that playing sorcerers, you know, I, I can kind of back away and let the two of them do their thing for half an hour, an hour. And that that's pretty rare, especially at the age they were the last time we were there to do it. So, um I think I'm going to step aside and allow the panel's decision to go through. And so sorcerers will have the mild upset over the Magic Kingdom flag retreat ceremony. Ooh, it was rigged. <laughs> um, yes, by fair argument. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on here to a 5-12 matchup. Uh, the five seed coming from Hollywood Studios, the Muppet Vision 3D show. Matched up with the number 12 seed in the Magic Kingdom, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. It's a very intriguing matchup to me, partially because I suspect that perhaps Buzz is a little underseeded, but uh, nevertheless, it's a 5 versus 12 with the Muppet Vision 3D as the favorite. Uh, Terry, is the right attraction the favorite here? Uh, you know, to me, this, this is the toughest 
toughest decision because both of them, I think, need some work. They, I think, they both need some updating, some some love and attention to them. Uh, they're both getting getting a little bit old, um, but I love the Muppets. <laughs> you know, we were thinking about it. The the oddly enough. The, the the show itself for the Muppets, I think, is what really needs the updating. But I love the queue. I love that whole waiting area. Um, Buzz Lightyear is very obviously just a queue. Um, and the ride is fun to do. It, it's been the toughest choice for me, but uh, I got to go with Kermit. All right, so we've got a vote for Muppet Vision 3D. Do we have anybody willing to speak up for Buzz here? Anybody? I'm I'm kind of with Terry, but every time I go, uh, I do Buzz Lightyear several times, and and I think I've seen Muppet Vision 3D once in the last ten years. So <laughs> I'm going to have to vote for. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin because I've yet to get the uh, perfect score yet. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I think that's fair. I mean, we talk about how much we love Muppet Vision 3D, but is it really that we love the attraction or that we love the idea of the attraction? Because when it comes down to it, I think that you know, I can see what Nate's saying when you're making a decision about what to do. If you had to choose, right, you've got one opportunity to take in an attraction at Walt Disney World. Are you going to choose Muppet Vision 3D or Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin if those are your only two choices? Now, if this was the uh, great moments in history with the Muppets, I, I would be, you know, that's the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what, Nate? You're, you're, you're right on that. that that's... That's an awesome show, and that's a lot of fun to watch. It kind of shows what they could do with 3D. Right, exactly. All right, so Michaela, you've been giving me dirty looks across the room. Who's right, your nemesis, Nate, or Terry? I'm going to have to go with Terry because I have been watching The Muppet Show since I was little. And it's been a family favorite for the longest time. I mean, Jonathan found his love for Elton John through The Muppet Show. And going to see Muppet Vision 3D with my family, it's a place where we can sit down, relax, have some laughs, have some air conditioning, and just kind of kick back and watch the fun. All right. Well, so I'm tempted really tempted to make the tie. Um, you know, I, I know that some of my fondest memories are of riding buzz with the kids. Um, John and I tend to ride together and match up against, you know, we play the, the men versus women matchup. Um, and that's always fun. That little family competition, uh, and, and Muppet vision is definitely in need of, of some refresh, but, to be fair, Buzz is too. And, you know, given their relative states of repair, um, I, I still got to give it to Muppet Vision 3D. Um, you know, and, and, and here's, here's the thing, right? 
Buzz could be great, but it's not right now. It's not right now because they've sort of resisted every opportunity to do even minor updates in there that would make it look more like a modern attraction instead of cardboard cutouts. And I mean, they they even had the opportunity. They had the beginnings of, uh, you know, a a living character initiative queue, but that animatronic in the, in the queue, is is it gone or is it just not functioning? I, I can't ever tell. Or remember, it's, but it's, it's there, but it sometimes doesn't always work. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, that's my point. I mean, I don't remember the last time I saw it do anything. It's like just a plastic statue now because of that, and and it's the kind of thing that kind of makes a difference. You know, it's like there's not a whole lot here to the attraction, so the queue is all the more important. I would have voted for Muppet Vision if they featured more Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the main character wasn't some rabbit that nobody knows. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> yeah. but they do have a net full of jello. Uh, all right. Well, so Muppet Vision will advance. We've got another matchup here. Um, number four seed, Rock and Roller Coaster in Hollywood Studios. Matched up against number 13, Dinosaur, a, a sentimental favorite in my family. Uh, but that said, Michaela, it's back around to you. Rock and Roller Coaster or Dinosaur, who should advance and why? Why must you hurt me in this way? Um, gosh. <laughs> I love rock and roll the coaster with all my heart but i gotta give it to dinosaur i i uh, i see your face right now and you just made the oh face the reason i'm choosing dinosaur over rock and roller coaster i have very sensitive ears and every time we hear that three two one it just hurts my head to no end And plus the impact of speeding forward, it's just a second of, oh, that's painful, but this is fun. And dinosaur is, you know, you're getting jostled around a little bit, but it's fun. You get to see some cool animatronics. And I will never forget Jonathan saying, well, at least we survived. All right, so we have a, a vote for the upset candidate dinosaur from Michaela. Uh, Terry or or Nate, do you want to argue with her? I got to go with Aerosmith. <laughs> you know, that um, dinosaur, my issue with dinosaur is there are times I've come off of there bruised. Um, where they've had the, the jostling turned up so much that, uh, uh, I've actually bruised both sides of my hip. Uh, and I've, I've not been the only one (laughs) to have that happen. Um, I rode it one time with, uh, with a mother and her two kids and we both had a kid trying to protect them from, from rocking so bad. And then 
they just started screaming and crying and it was a lovely ride but rock and roller coaster you know it's it too needs updating <laughs> you know well in rock but, and roller coaster it bumps your head around in the little uh space that you have for the lap for the pull down bar uh, i don't have the same issues um with that i i could see how that could be um, but I just lean back and let the music, uh, maybe I'm more deaf, so <laughs> <laughs> I need the loud music. Uh, but it, it's a fun ride, even though it is done on the cheap. Um, and, uh, absolutely love the, the fact that, you know, you can repeat it, get different songs and, uh, and that it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right, so we have one vote for dinosaur, one vote for rock and roller coaster. Nate, I know that you know the high intensity coasters aren't necessarily your thing, but who gets your vote? Uh, this is kind of similar to the the previous matchup. I, I always do dinosaur, and I, I seldom do rock and roller coaster, mainly because of the line, and uh, it's a tough call though. Uh, I may abstain and let this go to a tie unless you're going to break it, tie. <laughs> <laughs> I may, I may play, I, I may play nice with my nemesis and go with dinosaur. See, that's okay, you done. might. So, what are you going to do? Make a choice. I'm going to do it. Okay, so vote Nate casts the vote for dinosaur. That gives dinosaur a two-one lead. I'm actually going to exercise my host's prerogative and make a tie here. Um, I hear what you're saying about Dinosaur. Dinosaur does have the benefit of, uh, you know, more a more immersive overall atmosphere than Rock and Roller Coaster. I'll give it that. Um, but that said, Rock and Roller Coaster is, first of all, the only uh, roller coaster that does inversions at Walt Disney World. It does it. Uh, it's one of the smoothest inverted coasters I've ridden. Um, there are a few that are close, but, uh, on a pretty consistent basis, you know, most of those coasters really do, uh, rock you side to side pretty hard. Um, and it's ironic that as we're talking about the damage that these various attractions can do to you, um, you know, it, it's a roller coaster that goes upside down and doesn't, right. Doesn't really wrench your neck and that kind of thing. Um, but I think the thing that really does it for me ultimately is that, Dinosaur is an attraction that just almost but not quite does it, you know? I mean, a really nice cue uh, that you really don't get to explore so much anymore. They've managed to, to get the processing of people and moving people through the attraction down pretty well, so you rarely spend much time in the parts of that queue that are fun to explore. Um, but Rock and Roller Coaster, despite its flaws, um, it's still – a fantastic roller coaster. It's the one that, you know, every kid's kind of big goal, right? Because they've been able to ride everything else and and rock and roller coaster is the one that they're working to get to. Uh the big moment. Both my kids love riding rock and roller coaster, so we get a, a great opportunity to ride together. Um I'm gonna make the tie and and make the community make a decision here between a uh an animatronic heavy, you know, sort of Rocky Dark Ride in Dinosaur or the, the pure thrill of Rock and Roller Coaster? Um, you know, j just 
to say another thing, Dinosaur might have the animatronics, but you have a chance, however remote, to have a ride picture with Steven Tyler on Rock and Roller Coaster. He rides that anytime he can. This is true. This is true. And the the louder the rumors get about Aerosmith being replaced, it seems the more often he comes to visit. Um, all right. Well, so we're going to move on to the second half of the bracket now. And in the bottom part of the bracket, we start with a, a matchup that could not be more dichotomous. <laughs> these, I don't think these could be more opposite. We have from the Magic Kingdom... Space Mountain versus the number 11 seed from Epcot, Turtle Talk with Crush. So we get Headliner Roller Coaster versus show, you know, brand new modern show that's literally like stuck in a corner next to the living seas. Um, I, I believe, Terry, it's your turn to take the lead. So... Who advances, Space Mountain or Turtle Talk? Oh, man. The, these. I'm probably one of the few, it seems, out there that hates Space Mountain. <laughs> if you want to talk about a ride that's going to wrench you around, uh, I've never come off Space Mountain in just about 40 years of having ridden it without being in pain. <laughs> so I don't, I don't ride it anymore. Um, Turtle talk with crush. I think I did that once. So these are like two non things. <laughs> <laughs> Can I vote the living seas? Nope. Um, uh, from the sheer fact that everybody else seems to love it, I'll vote Space Mountain. All right. So a reluctant vote for Space Mountain from Terry. Um, any, anybody want to actually make an argument for Turtle Talk here? Glug, 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 glug. Okay. <laughs> so it, that's the most – that's got to be the most passive-aggressive walkover <laughs> of any attraction in the history of our tournament, but space mountain advances against no, no resistance from turtle talk with crush, despite Terry's misgivings. And, uh, we get to the three fourteen matchup. Uh, another one that is stark contrast. Number three, Epcot's mission space versus number 14 seed. Walt Disney presents, which is essentially the, the updated version uh, of what's left of one man's dream. And uh, Nate, this one is up to you. Who should advance? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, well, I have never been a fan of mission space. I even tried the new green one and it was, it was okay. It wasn't a kind of an improvement, but uh, just, Due to all the artifacts and stuff in Walt Disney Presents, uh, I have to go with Walt Disney Presents. Okay. Our history and the little models and stuff like that in there. All right. That would be my choice. So Nate, <laughs> Nate gets us started with a vote for Walt Disney Presents. I believe his nemesis has something to say. Mission Space is so iconic. 
I mean, it wouldn't be Epcot without Mission Space. I mean, you learned so much from it. I impressed so many of my teachers with the knowledge I gained from it. And it's just relaxing to hear the British lady's voice. No, no, no. That's wrong. Kelly, you're, you're, you're making an argument for Spaceship Earth. We're, oh. talking about, <laughs> we're talking about Mission Space, the spinny one. I'm sorry. My brain hurts. <laughs> It's all right. It's after your bedtime. Okay. I'm still going to go with mission space because it's fun. (laughs) All right. So we have (laughs) one vote for fun mission space versus one vote for Walt Disney presents from Nate for its, its historical value. What do you think, Terry? Uh, I gotta, I gotta go with Nate on this one. You know, I've done the new updated Mission Space too, um, and I like it. It, it's fun. Um, but Walt Disney Presents, you know, um, that is, I, I haven't seen the the new updated version yet. But if it's at all like One Man's Dream, then that's love that. And my my daughters both voted for it over Mission Space, which blew me away. They uh, they said they just love going in there and looking at the stuff, and it's a cool place to sit and relax for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm actually going to side with my daughter here um, and make a tie because here's the thing: if we were talking about One Man's Dream, we might have a different argument here. But to me, first of all, Walt Disney Presents is is a a pale shadow of what One Man's Dream was. Um, It it just doesn't include enough. And it's the kind of thing that you can now see in other places. Um, You know, they they had the uh, traveling exhibition from the Family Museum that was at – in Chicago there for a while. It's traveled around some. There have been various similar exhibits in other places. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily, it, it's not necessarily unique to a theme park at all, let alone Walt Disney World. Uh, on the other hand, you can't ride Mission Space anyplace else in the world. Um, there's one Mission Space and it's in Epcot. And it's the anchor for what is becoming a very much space-centered part of the park. Um, even as they expand with, uh, you know, the involvement of, of intellectual property that a lot of people feel like doesn't belong in Epcot, whatever. I think that ship has sailed long ago. And the bottom line is that that you know when that side of the park becomes uh, mission or, or uh, mission space and Guardians of the Galaxy with a space-themed restaurant there and I got to think there's got to be another iteration of test track coming that, that takes us, you know, another step beyond maybe to some sort of space simulation, I'm guessing, or something, right? Because otherwise, it, I don't know, that's another show. <laughs> we'll get there because it'll be a little out of place once the rest of that side of the park goes to, to space theme. Um, but the bottom line is that Mission Space is the anchor of all of that. And um, I don't like spinny rides, but. I ride Mission Space Orange with my kids and we have fun with it. Now, I don't do it every time. Sometimes my stomach just says it ain't going to happen this time. <laughs> but, I, you know, I appreciate it when I do ride it. And um, so I, I think we need to let the, the listeners 
cast a vote here because I just feel like there these are two attractions moving in opposite directions. You know, Mission Space has has worked on getting better and improving the attraction experience, and I feel like Walt Disney Presents is less of an experience and less of a positive experience than One Man's Dream was. Um, all right, so we'll have to wait and see what the listeners think of that one. We'll move on to a 7-10 matchup. Uh, both are Magic Kingdom attractions. Number seven is Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Ten seed is Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. So we've got a dark ride and a show. And uh, let's say I believe this one is Nate's to make a call on. I just made the last one. Oh, okay. I'll take this Never one. Never mind. Too. <laughs> wait, wait. If you just did the last one, then this one has to be Michaela's. What do you think, Michaela? Little Mermaid or Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor? I'm going to have to go with Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor because it changes every time, still having some of the same little jokes like that guy and the guy who buys everybody churros. And it's a laugh. <laughs> All right, so we've got a vote for Laugh Floor. Um, Nate, Terry, either of you want to argue for Little Mermaid, or do we have a, a upset walkover? I'll make a bid for Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll try here. Um, it, this is this this was close because. Monsters Inc. I mean, it's it's a dad joke paradise, and but under the sea, you just feel you know what? I can't do it. Monsters Inc. <laughs> I tried. I, 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 I can't. All right, all I right. can't right. be that guy. <laughs> Monsters Inc. That guy. I was with Aaron when he got to be that guy. <laughs> That's right, you were. I remember that yeah. now. You left us at home. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, no argument for me, Monsters, Inc., all the way. All right. Well, even if I wanted to get involved, I couldn't, and I really don't. So uh, we actually have a unanimous walkover by the 10 seed. So we have an upset by a significant margin here as Monsters, Inc. laugh floor just obliterates under the sea. All right. So we have our final matchup here of the day and not sure how to introduce this matchup. It's a, it's a bit of an oddball, um, two attractions. We have, uh, the number two seed toy story mania that seems poised to go, you know, get knocked from its perch as the, uh, top attraction in its area of the park. Just, you know, in in a matter of days, but nevertheless, number two seed, Toy Story Mania in Hollywood Studios, matched up against the 15 seed from Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, Primeval Hurl, or I'm sorry, Whirl, Whirl. So, uh, no, no, you, you had that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, last matchup of the night, and uh, Terry, you're the leadoff. Is it Toy Story Mania or the coaster in the kingdom? Animal Kingdom is the best park, uh, bar none. 
Um, Primeval Hurl is the worst ride in the best park. Uh, Toy Story Mania, hands down. Okay. Toy Story Mania, hands down from Terry. Uh, anybody want to argue for the Hurl? Oh, not even Michaela. Who, who's I can't the, do it, man. I can't do it. I, I got to say, Michaela is the only person I've ever known to ride Primeval Hurl. I believe ultimately it was three times in a row without getting off the attraction. Okay, that was the first time we went, and I did it solely because it annoyed you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Nevertheless, she did it. Yeah, it Maya does it every time too, but it's no Toy Story Mania by far. Even she can't vote for Primeval (laughs) Hurl. Nate, do I have to even ask for your input? No, 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 no. All right. So Toy Story Mania will advance, and uh, we'll just do a quick recap here of our matchups as we've now concluded the round. Uh, In the top half of the bracket, started with uh, Jedi Training squeaking past Citizens of Hollywood. Then in the 8-9 matchup, a bit of a mild upset as Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom beat the Magic Kingdom flag retreat ceremony. 5-12 matchup was a big win for Muppet Vision 3D over Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Then I exercised my host's prerogative to make a tie between Rock and Roller Coaster and Dinosaur. We'll have to throw that one to the listeners for their responses. Um, Moving to the bottom half of the bracket, Space Mountain with an easy win over Turtle Talk with Crush. Then, again, exercising my host prerogative to make a tie between Mission Space and Walt Disney Presents. So, listeners, we need your votes. Uh, The 7-10 matchup, we had what may be a first in tournament history. We had an an upset walkover. Uh, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor with the easy win over Seven Seed Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. And then, finally... An easy win for Toy Story Mania over that other coaster in Disney's Animal Kingdom, Primeval Whirl slash Hurl. Um, so as we wrap here, uh, I just want to go around to each of you and ask, you know, and any any of these matchups surprise you either in sort of the way the matchup uh, presented or or the way um, it, it played out here in the first round? Um, I don't know, uh, Nate and any. Surprises? I just think my nemesis had it out for me. She would never vote for me, but I'd vote for her. I was playing nice. (laughs) Well, you know, I think she was just a little surprised. (laughs) You shocked me too much, man. I shocked you too much. I just know that, see, none of these picks were mine. So. (laughs) (laughs) So you were a true neutral this round. I, I, I I was not emotionally attached to any of them. All right. How about you, Terry? Oh, sorry. How how about you, Terry? Anything in particular, uh, you know, catch your eye or or surprise you? Uh, There are some some weird matchups. And it's unfortunate that I had to vote for Space Mountain. But but, uh, other than that... uh, all the listeners just remember that a, a vote for Mission Space is a vote against Walt. Oh, um, wow. 
So, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Good, uh, good matchups. Good fun. So Michaela, uh, any, any final thoughts for you on this round? Anything that surprised you or, uh, you didn't expect? I mean, I mean, you texted, you texted me right as I was about to go to bed and said, do you want to join? So that helped. We did get a, a last minute assist there from Michaela. I'm going to have to bring her into work in the morning. So the poor kid's going to be tired. But uh, in any case, you know, you've heard us babbling on about these matchups for, uh, gosh, 45 minutes or so. Uh, We'd love to hear from you and hear your input, especially on those ties. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. You can visit our blog, disdads.com. Tweet us at disdadspodcast on Twitter. And visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash disdadspodcast. And hey, if you've got an extra minute, we'd really appreciate a review, particularly on uh, iTunes or slash Apple Podcasts. Um, that, those seem to be the most important for keeping the show kind of you know, bumped up there in the search rankings. It makes it a little easier for people to find the show when there are fresh reviews. Um, so if you could take a moment to do that, we'd really appreciate it. Until next time, uh, I've been Aaron Ripmaster with Terry Hawkins. A vote for Walt and a vote for Steven. You know you want to do it. <laughs> the nemesis, Nathan Trent. Good night, everybody. And yeah. Michaela. Good night, people of the interwebs. Our outro music is Whiskey on the Mississippi by Kevin McLeod. He licenses his music from his website, incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution. Here's your attribution, Kevin. Thanks for the music.